Hey listeners, and welcome to Mind Streaming Bubble, that podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today I'll be tolerating Josh once again as we wrap up our series chat on Grounded for Life, this time covering the fifth and final season. Hi, Josh. Hey, Jen, how are you doing? Not so bad. Not so bad today. Had a migraine yesterday. That sucked, but what are you going to do? Uh, you send them to school. That's what you do. <laughs> oh God, I wish. I miss, I wish, I wish I could send my kids to school and not, and, and feel good about it and not. Yeah. And feel good be, about it. And be like riddled with anxiety, like that whole time. So that's fair. <laughs> so next year, hopefully next year. But yeah, so we are wrapping up Grounded for Life. We've got the fifth and final season about 13 episodes and what what are your thoughts on season five in general overall it's 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 still it's I, I think the comedy still holds up it was still very funny I though didn't really like this is the one time in the in this series and over a season that there's kind of a storyline and it, it was okay I just didn't like it that it was with Sean and Claudia necessarily. I think it would have been better off done with maybe Lily and Brad or, or something like that. Some other overarching thing with somebody else. Cause I don't know, spinoff maybe, I don't know. <laughs> How about you? What did you think? It was okay. Uh, not my favorite season out of the five for the show. Um, but yeah, because it had the uh, Sean and Claudia find out that they're pregnant. Sean's or <laughs> Sean's gonna have a baby. Uh, Claudia's yeah. gonna have a baby, um, and that's just kind of what's hanging over the family throughout the the season run. So with the pregnancy, there's also the bar is failing, and talk of selling the bar. Claudia loses her job because she can't be a hostess at a fancy sushi Japanese restaurant without feeling nauseous mm -hmm. and you know I thought we were going to get more I thought like Brad and Lily were going to be more of a focal point this season because the season starts with a previously on which is the first time the show has done that I, I believe um and the all the clips that they showed were just of Brad and Lily basically from that final episode of season four where they kind of they go they, they go their separate ways for the summer and uh brad goes to space camp and lily stays home and but all of that kind of got wrapped up within the first few episodes of season five and so lily and brad are good then for the rest of the season and then yep back to sean and claudia and a little bit of eddie so it was yeah like i said it was okay it's weird how this is a, a sitcom, but this season felt more cliche sitcom-y, if that makes sense. A little. I can, I can almost agree with that, a little. I, I kind of also felt that the fact that there was kind of an overarching thing kind of maybe took away from the carefree, you know, pick and plug an episode. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and, I, and I also don't know, and I don't know if you've ever had this, where you judge a final season harder because it's the final season. And like, I do this a lot with some other TV series that I really like that, that final season, I, depending upon how hard they hit that ball out the park really, really shows you. And I kind of felt a little eh, at the end, like it, they, they tied, they tied up the loose ends, but then I don't think they really did either. It, yeah. They, they tied up some loose ends, but they left other ends. But to kind of go back to what you were originally saying, I too can be very critical of the final season and even more so the series finale. Mm -hmm. An entire season can suck, but if that very last episode does justice to the series and to the fans, then a terrible season can almost be forgiven. But this one, I was wondering, did you happen to, on the uh, commentary stuff, did they happen to mention when 
it was announced that this was going to be the last season because the um, way everything ended felt like like you said some loose ends were cleaned up but i felt like there was other ends that you're just kind of like well what the fuck now what like walt is engaged and not just engaged but she's pregnant yeah. um <laughs> let's see sean and eddie do end up selling the bar to crazy amy who then mm -hmm. flipped it and made three times back so and now eddie is with crazy amy and so eddie's financially secure <laughs> yeah employment stuff is still seems to be all up in the air for the affinities and now there's a new baby so it's like there was things that they just not everything got cleaned up with a nice pretty bow yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember because there was no commentary in the DVDs for this particular season. There was oh, none. I was quite surprised and disappointed about that. A running theme for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's in that's very interesting. But I do remember them saying something about notification of when they got canceled. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember exactly when. It didn't necessarily sound like it was just a bombshell. Like they had some time, but it wasn't like at the beginning of season four or something like you're only doing, we're only doing one more season of yeah. truncated season and you're done. Cause that was also kind of weird too, that there were only like 13 episodes, maybe 12 mm -hmm. or something like that in this, which is mm -hmm. really low for a half hour comedy uh, sitcom for a season. Especially for early 2000s. Nowadays with all our streaming services and all that original content, it's almost it's more common to see six, eight, 10, 12 episode seasons, even with a sitcom. Mm -hmm. So back in like, you know, early 2000s, when a show would typically run, whether it's a sitcom or an hour long drama, closer to that 20, 24 episodes per season. So this was, as, as you said, very low for a season, especially for that time period. So it just kind of made me wonder, like if, like when they got word that it was going to be the last season and how that may have then impacted the final season and the series. I didn't find anything that really said it was canceled. The cancellation came halfway through season five or something. Yeah, I, that's actually a very good question. And while we're talking here, I am going to try to Sure. look that up just a little bit to see if I can get some clarity on because yeah like you felt that abruptness at the at the season finale episode two like it just kind of and that's it and it's like oh uh, okay yeah yeah the the season the episode ends with uh everyone's at the hospital because Claudia gave birth they miss ended up missing Lily's graduation uh because Claudia got went into labor so they're all there and Walt's there with his fiance and she just casually announces that they're pregnant. And then it's just, oh, we're gonna change the baby's name from Rose to Gracie and we're all happy and together and end scene. <laughs> like yeah. that was it. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, well, to be fair, not everybody is there. No, not everyone. And that's and that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah and they do mention and they do mention him throughout. I don't want to say throughout, but like at least one or two episodes at least. They just say, eh, and Henry's just around somewhere. here somewhere. Because they, they name it. yeah, they name drop him twice in the finale. Mm -hmm. And maybe, yeah, just a handful of times sprinkled throughout. But yeah, uh Henry's not in this final season at all. So I feel like it would have been nice for him to had it been more of a what felt like a planned finale for him to come back and then maybe make some little tongue in cheek comment about he's been playing hide and seek this whole season. Yeah, something like that, you know, just but and the other disappointing fact of all that, too, is even Walt uh, uh, Richard Reilly's character, Walt. I think he's only in the season finale, actually. I don't remember him being in any other episode in this season. Unless I'm wrong, I could be. I don't think you are. I think he is just in the finale. I don't have, because, you know, once he starts kind of becoming uh, less of a series regular, 
I would just jot in my notes like Walt, like we have an, a Walt sighting. Yeah. So for the finale, for the last season, I only have it for the last episode. So at least they brought Walt back for, for the finale, but it would have been nice to have Henry. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with a finale. You like to see all the characters come back for the final season. It lift, if not, if nothing else, if not for the finale, just maybe an episode during the season though. Yeah. You know, something. So you got, so you feel like you got closure for the season anyway. Yep. Completely agree. So yeah, with this season, like I said, it's seems definitely more sitcom-y than other seasons, but a couple of things just to kind of note that happened. So uh, let's see, Brad and Lily, for the first few episodes, they're not together, but they want to be together. Uh, Brad starts dating the pretty young neighbor girl, Taya, who Jimmy is perving all over. And I will have to say that throughout this series, I love that Jimmy's just a hormonal, pervy teenager. And it's never really like addressed. Like they just accept it. Like there's one line where Claudia says something like, he spends all his time in his in his room. And Eddie's like, well, that's his hobby. <laughs> You know, he uses the bathroom an appropriate number of times. Yeah. And in this season, he's spying on, on Taya to the point where the poor girl has to move rooms. So they never really address it. They just kind of accept it. Like even in the episode this season where we meet Taya's mom real quick and Claudia's talking to her and they're talking about Jimmy and being a weird, creepy curve. And Claudia is just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Jimmy. What are you going to do? They're, you know, <laughs> young, hormonal. But, oh, yeah. So, yeah, where I was going with all of that. But, yeah, so Jimmy's spying on Taya. Taya and Brad hook up. Lily announces that she's still in love with Brad. And Brad breaks up with Taya. And Brad and Lily are back together. And then we see Taya one more time as she dates jimmy just to get close to brad mm -hmm. so that doesn't last long at all but that's pretty much it for brad and lily brad gets accepted to yale uh lily decides to go to the college that's close to yale so she can still be with brad she did kind of struggle with that choice for a while if she was going to follow her boyfriend or go off and go to a different college a couple hours away and do more of her thing so that all ended with her deciding just to go to uh the college near brad and that was gonna and that was wasn't it excuse me wasn't it some just community college tour did she i forget now because i finished this up like mid-january so i don't quite remember and yeah. what did she wind up going to rutgers though instead too or was it just a community college close Brad. I can't remember now. I can't remember because they said the name of the college once and then just referred to it um, as, you know, the USSC or something like that, the initials of the college. So I didn't, I didn't write it down because I was more caught up with, okay, so now Lily is kind of feeling torn between following her boyfriend and wanting to do her own thing. And then at the end, she chooses to follow her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, it might've been, I thought maybe it was like another state college or a, a state college, whether fictional or real, but it could have been a community college. I don't recall, but yeah, Lily decided to follow her, her beau, her Brad. Yeah. I really did like the uh, dynamic between Jimmy and Lily this season. That seemed to, mm -hmm. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I thought their chemistry on, on screen was pretty good. You know, her being like, she knew how to kind of pick his buttons and, and he knew it too, but he didn't care as long as he got what he wanted. And that was the perv on Taya. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I kind of thought that was kind of funny. Like, look, we both know it. Let's not sit here and deny it. Let's cut the bowl and let's do that. Let's make these deals so we can both get what we want. Yep, exactly. Yeah. They did have, um, you know, because of no Henry, uh, Lily and Jimmy did get paired off, uh, several times, but it worked. It very much felt like that, uh, that older sibling 
kind of help guiding the younger sibling while still being an older sibling. Yes. So, and let's see. With Uncle Eddie, he starts off the season with uh, dating Faye. Was it that? No, okay. So they had just broken up, actually, because in my notes, Faye actually wound up between season four and five getting, got on another show and wasn't able to do season five. Oh, okay. Yeah, because let's see, in episode two, Eddie runs into Faye and he never remembers her. And then they started dating and they dated for a few episodes. Oh, then, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. It was Hope I'm thinking of, the one. Oh, pregnant. so that's why. Okay. It was Hope. Sorry, not Faye. My bad. You are right. Sorry. Nope, that's all right. Because, yeah, it was kind of interesting that they just shifted from Hope, the girl, not the concept, to Faye. And then eventually they break up. And then Eddie's living in their basement for a while until he until they decide to like sell the bar and get crazy Amy involved. And now he's with crazy Amy. That was really kind of it for Eddie this season. Yeah. He didn't have, I mean, unless you kind of go into the, the actual selling of the bar, he wasn't really in a whole lot of other, I use this in air quotes, plot devices for the series or Mm -hmm. or shows. He was just kind of the comic relief a little bit, maybe. He didn't really have a whole lot of, I don't know, hands in stuff with anything. Not really. Not really. He was just kind of there, like in the background. Oh, who else? So that's take care of Jimmy, Lily Brad, Eddie, the Finities themselves, like we said, pregnant. And in the last episode, we get a time, a five month time jump. So uh, now Claudia is about due and then, yep, goes into labor during Lily's graduation where Sean had eventually, eventually convinced her to play a prank, a senior prank. And then he's not there to assist with the music and see it through. So Lily's last day at school is an embarrassment classic. I mean, there just isn't really too much to say about this, Mm-mm. this season. I mean, it, it, I don't know. The writing didn't seem to be all that great. And with the lack of Walt and, and Henry and one of my personal favorites, I think only sister Helen was only, was only in what one, two episodes, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I know she's in the finale and she, let's see. Oh yeah. Cause Brad tries to get Lily an anniversary gift and Lily's got this whole list of things that he could get her, but Uncle Eddie has the advice of just go get lingerie. So while Brad's doing that, he runs into Sister Helen. And when Lily goes to try on the, the gift, when she gets it, all he sees is Sister Helen's face. So we get like this weird, sexy Sister Helen moment. She's I don't like know, that was kind of working for me. Oh, no, I was... That was kind of working for me, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it was... I was upset. <laughs> it was funny, but it was, I'm, I'm with Brad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, other than just going into different things that happened throughout the various episodes, which I don't really want to do. This was just kind of an okay series finale. Yeah, it it really, it really kind of missed the mark, and I'm still trying to, to look up when exactly they found out that they were going to be canceled. I'm having a hard time doing that at the moment. I mean, that's yeah. kind of one thing I want to do know before we end this. Yeah, because I on Wikipedia, it didn't mention anything about it. I think it just mentions, you know, breaks down how many episodes per season. And, you know, how all the episodes got all fuckered up between, like, season two and four, which ones were filmed and aired with what seasons and all of that with the uh, network switch. But I didn't see anything specifically saying when five was canceled. Yeah, I can't find that either. It just says when it was, but not, hey, we told you during season four or something like that. Because... yeah. 
because like like you said it the season this whole season just kind of feels rushed and yes especially as you as you make it towards the end of the season it really just feels abrupt right at the end and Mm -hmm. you kind of left that you're kind of just left there holding the bag like okay is is that really how we're kind of ending this yep pretty much that's pretty much how i felt I mean, I think you really do see that a lot till in the last for the last two episodes, I think, because of that, they do another time jump because from what is it from season four to season five, it's like a four week. I think they even said it on the thing. It's like four weeks and 11 hours later on the Mm -hmm. TV screen. Like, okay, so season five is now taking place like a good portion into the summer now not just after not after just after the school season because he's got to be in space camp for I can't imagine he was there for a whole goddamn month but maybe maybe yeah yeah, I can't remember how long because I thought they mentioned that in season four but I don't fall exactly I mean that seems like an awful long time for any sort of camp a whole month yeah no shit (laughs) But I never went to camp. Did you ever go to camp? Any kind of summer camp? No, I always had summer jobs for the most part. I mean, hell, I even when I was in middle school, I had a paper route. So yeah, yeah, I never got sent to any kind of. Okay, that's not true. I did like a day camp, probably from through like Girl Scouts when I was younger. But it was just during the day, for maybe about a week. And no overnight or anything like that, but that was it. That was my only camp experience. Yeah, that doesn't count then. Yeah. Like if you got, if there was no overnight for multiple days, then no, then it doesn't really count as camp. It was just, hey, free babysitting or babysitting for a week. Woohoo. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, yeah, that was it. So I don't know how long camps go for. I should send my kids to camp, find <laughs> out. You could put them in boarding school. I could, but I don't want to. Public's public's fine for them. (laughs) Military school. There you go. There you go. Oh, God. They'd get kicked out pretty fast. I have a feeling Ross would get kicked. Surprisingly enough, I think Ross would get kicked out faster than Lee. (laughs) Amazingly enough. Um, Let's see. Okay, so I got some questions for you. If you could rewrite season five, how would you... What changes, how would, what changes would you make? How would you write it? I would instantly get rid of the whole pregnancy thing. Instantly. Instantly. Good call. Um, other than that, I, I can't, I, I can't think of really anything else I would do differently with that. Yeah. I mean, I think if you get rid of that whole aspect, um, you'll get more Eddie in there. Mm-hmm. You'll get a, hopefully a little more Walt some other ways for them to kind of shine a little bit because like I said in the beginning I kind of felt like this was if it wasn't so focused on Sean and Claudia and maybe shifted the balance maybe to Eddie or Lily and Brad a little more like you would have maybe felt like a spinoff was possible or and it just kind of felt like yeah we're okay so we're done with Sean and Claudia but kind of what about everybody else yeah but yeah, definitely the pre- the whole baby thing that, I don't know, for some reason that just, when somebody throws that in there, because they did, I think they did that also in another Megan Price show too, where they wound up having a, what, what the hell was it called? Though? Rules of remember. Engagement. Yes. Thank you. Thank and you. And she was married to Patrick Warburton. Love that is guy. It that that one? guy is awesome. Yes. Uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of that show only because of Megan Price and Patrick Warburton. And it did make me chuckle because isn't um oh god what's his fucking name now what is his name was always in the chris farley movies david spade wasn't he in that one too rules of engagement yes i believe you are right yeah i mean it's like it's been a few years since i've seen this i'm trying to remember yeah because i think i think megan price and patrick warburton were like the older couple, because then there was like a younger couple, kind of more in their 20s. And then David Spade, I think, was like their single friend. Yeah. Called David Spadey. So I've seen enough of it to know that much. There you go. You're doing better <laughs> than I. And I saw the whole thing. 
but yeah, so because I think at the spoiler for rules of engagement, oh, I don't think it's much of a spoiler, but I think the same thing happens in that one, but they seem to have gotten it a little better. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just kind of abrupt yeah. and right in your face. Like, like they'd been trying for a while throughout this, I think even through the series. So it's, it's not like it was like, oh my gosh, we weren't trying. We were, we weren't trying. We weren't trying. We were trying to stop it. And all of a sudden it happened, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Any, I feel like anytime a show brings in a pregnancy or, you know, baby or a small child, typically that's done because like ratings are dropping you know, so they always think that they bring in someone young and cute that'll bring the viewers in because they've got someone that's young and cute and they're giving them all like the fun, sassy lines. I mean, it's been done throughout TV history. Um, it's usually a sign that the show is, they're, they're going for a ratings grab. It's not quite jumping the shark yet, unless you do want to plump that all in there with that, but it's, it's not yeah, good. I I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, I would, I would actually agree with that. It, it, it doesn't have necessarily the feel of jumping the shark, but it's about as close as you're going to get without actually jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of other, season, other shows that do that too, where they kind of introduce like some big time thing and I don't know that in sitcoms you necessarily have to necessarily do it. I mean, let's face it. Other than The Simpsons, your, your sitcoms don't last very long, mostly. That is true. How long do you feel a sitcom should last? Because really, there's a lot that have gone on way beyond their prime. Um, and then there's some that just kind of run their course, and that's fine. But I would say think? probably... I would have to go, I'm going to go with like five seasons, maybe four. I think, I think that's how, how long sitcoms should necessarily last. I agree. I think that's a, that's a good number. I think when you start going beyond five seasons, things can start to get stale. And that's when they start pulling in the tricks of bringing in a, a, a young character, a baby or something, or bringing in a whole new character to spice things up or whatever. And that doesn't always work in their favor. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of my favorite sitcom, just period. And the one, I, the one I can think of, I think only had four seasons. And that was pretty much with the whole entire cast intact as well, too. I think one person maybe got dropped. Yeah, I think so. Well, then they added, yeah, see, now I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to go through and look through the seasons to see when, who got dropped, when, and who, who got picked up. It was, just so you know, it's Taxi. Yeah, I love, I love, I love taxi. taxi. Oh, my God. I used to watch that with my grandparents, Nick at Night. Oh, God, and... yes. That with Mary Tyler Moore. I used to watch Nick at Night all the damn time, and Dragnet was on it. Yep. Oh my God. Mary Tyler Moore, the Dick Van Dyke show, Patty Duke. I never um, got into Dick Van Dyke. Oh, Mike. I think that was all my grandparents. They liked uh, his physical comedy, you know, especially in the opening where sometimes he tripped over the Ottoman. Oh, but sometimes he'd sidestep it. Oh, you never knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Taxi though. I remember watching that with my grandparents and the uh, driving test episode. So oh, it's uh, what does a yellow episode. light mean? <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> what <laughs> does a yellow light mean? <laughs> so simple, so hilarious. And it goes oh, on for so long so too. Like, they long. sold the hell out of it. <laughs> And, I, and you got to admit, Christopher Lloyd was just amazing in that show, too. Yes, he was. Oh, should watch some old Taxi episodes. Great cast. Yeah, they're really, that pretty much stayed all them. I don't yeah, know I mean, that I've it, seen later seasons, but, you know, it all kind of jumbles together. But, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, from... Hello, now that you've tuned in to hear about a taxi podcast, um, 
I think like in season one though, they had one character that you, you never really liked, so they cut him after the first season, but then they brought Christopher Lloyd in as a reoccurring character because he was in the first season in like one or two episodes, one for sure, maybe two. And then they brought him in as a as a regular in season two and beyond. And I think that's pretty much the only casting changes that happened. I think Jeff Conway got either he got cut or he quit. I forget which one it was. I'll have to go back and and read about it. But yeah, I think in like season three, he's like he's not a reoccurring, he's not a staple, but he's kind of just there. Yeah. And then in like season four, he's only in like a couple episodes. Yeah, another show that I don't think I've ever watched like in order, just caught syndicated random episodes. You know, it makes me wonder with Grounded for Life season five, having been like the only season where episodes aired in order. <laughs> yeah. You would think that would be like calming and soothing after all our ranting about the continuity issues, but by the time I get to season five, I almost missed it. <laughs> yeah and Looking to be at, fair it yeah. didn't it, it didn't run exactly in order there was one episode out of place okay but other than that they did yeah season four or season four episode four is actually like episode eight but other than that you, yeah it was one right after the other when they when they did it so yeah it, it yeah it, it really did have that feel of finally a chronological order like we're we're finally moving through time at a in a way we're supposed to move through move through time, not bouncing mm -hmm. all around. We yeah, but you are right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. But out of the five seasons, which season do you like the most? How about you answer that one first? I'm I'm gonna take a second to think about that. Ooh. Um, I think I think for me it actually has to be season one. I think that's. For me, the best, my favorite season, we get all the characters and they're pretty much set up as to who they are right away. So we don't spend a lot of time figuring out this and that and, you know, motives and yada, yada. It's pretty straightforward, cut and dry. Uh, we do have more Walt. I mean, we get the whole gang. We don't have as much Brad in season one, but which is unfortunate because I love Brad and I love that that character got more airtime as the series progressed. But I think, I think it was just season one for me. It was, you got the idea of who the affinities were, who Sean and Claudia were. Dedicated, loving parents, but also still maybe kind of hang on, hanging on to a missed youth in, in some scenarios, but always there for each other. And Eddie wasn't quite established as being so sleazy but you definitely get that idea. Mm -hmm. But I think for once, I think it's season one. I, I would agree with everything you say, but my, my biggest thing is if you have a, uh, any sort of series that goes on for more than three or four seasons, for me, it always seems to be that the second season is always the best. And I'm going to say that for this one as well, too. Um, they, they, they always seem to do a little more like they found out what worked in season one and then they mm -hmm. kind of build on it. And they always, and they, I think a lot of writers, whether it's sitcoms or, or um, I don't know what you call, what would you call like some of those dramas or some hour long dramas, like the second season always seems to be like, and then they build on it better. And it's like the same team that was always in the first one. So they build on it. So yeah, and I think for all the reasons you said, because we have the full cast, and I would say the second season, because Brad starts to become more into it, too. You still have everybody. That, that's, that's how I would answer that. Yeah, so I'm going to go with second season, but I don't disagree with anybody saying that the first for this one was their favorite. I would totally say, yeah, I, I can see that as long as you didn't say season three. <laughs> yeah, for me, I kind of kind was going back thinking about that question I kept going back and forth between season one and season two for all the reasons that you mentioned for season two you know we now we have an idea and they like you said they built up on on the characters and their shenanigans a bit more kind of refined it um and yeah I totally agree but I think for this one season one for me 
I always feel that shows, if they go beyond four seasons, four or five seasons, I always feel like the fourth season is about when a show peaks. That's the best. Not every show, but plenty of shows have an amazing third, fourth season. I'm trying to think some of my, I mean, we've talked, we talked about Dexter last time. Dexter season four is peak Dexter. Uh, the best season out of all of them, even in uh, classic Roseanne season four, I think is when they start bringing in like Mark and Becky kind of starts becoming that little shit with Mark and everything. And Darlene's getting all goth and Darlene. I don't know. There was some really good season four, I think from that series also is my favorite. I know I've got like a whole handful of others, but why would I write them down or remember them well? See, and I would uh, I would argue with you till till the till the cows come home about the fourth season always being the worst. Really? I've in, in shows that I've watched, I found that they are terrible, literally the worst seasons. What's an example? Do you got one off the top of your head for me? Yeah, Buffy. Okay. See, and I never got into any Buffy, Angel, Charmed, any of the uh, old Josh Whedon stuff. So what made season four Buffy so bad? Spoilers, in uh, your opinion. I think, well, number one, I'm just going to say one of the characters that they introduced in season four was Buffy's boyfriend who has a big thing to do with the plot. So I won't necessarily spoil her here. But it, it he, his character was just downright terrible. Like, I, he may be a good actor, but he wasn't in this. And it was terrible. And I think the whole thing that they kind of, it was, there were some pretty sexually exploitive scenes. And it just, it just really, it just really felt out of place. It really felt like, yeah, okay, they can be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, they can have sex behind them, whatever but they really seem to hammer that home like all the time. And it's like, all right, I get it. They have sex. Can we, can we get onto the storyline here? Yeah. <laughs> Instead nope. of all this crap. And there was one episode in that season that just, I, I cringe every time it comes up. I mean, I even, we got, we're actually doing rewatches of Buffy and Angel right now. And that it came up and I just looked at her. I'm like, you really want to watch this fucking episode? <laughs> and she goes, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm half tempted to just skip it and not do it. And now we're coming up to, we, we're going to be starting season four of Angel. And I'm just like, should we just skip the season? Just <laughs> pretend it doesn't exist. Because I hate that season too. <laughs> I hate season four of Angel. It is just downright terrible. Huh. Because they added Fair a enough. new character and tried to do this crap. And like, like with Buffy and, and Riley, this um, Connor character, I won't say who he is or why he's in it for no spoilers, but he, he may be a good actor, but he is God awful in this. And I, it, it just, it's, and he's in like every episode in season four and I cannot, I, uh, I just cannot like, <laughs> we're going to start watching and I'm just going to be drunk watching and just hoping we can just get through it. Interesting. So okay. season fours are bad as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so the only other one that came up to uh, came to mind about uh, bad season four, I believe it's okay. So it's Community, and I believe it's season four that that's when Dan Harmon had been removed from the show, and then they rehired him for season five and six, and so season four is often referred to as the gas leak season. So in that's just when there was. That's how they kind of wrote off some of the shitty storylines and shitty episodes of season four was, oh, there was a gas leak at the community college. You, you type in community and one of the first things that pops up is why did community get so bad? Um, so, but to kind of counter your season two being the best in a lot of shows, I feel like season two can be very hit or miss in any series. It's, it can either be really great because now that we know who these characters are, they've been established and it can, you know, the building up on that can be amazing. But sometimes a season two Netflix, you can cram too much shit into the storyline and it just gets really confusing and everything kind of gets bogged down where it's just not clear. And then 
Netflix cancels the series. And so you don't get necessarily a season three to kind of see how can this be cleaned up? How could this have been better? But isn't that more of a Netflix thing though? Like, I feel like if you say, if it's a Netflix series, you've kind of removed it from the, from the category of actual shows. I think Netflix definitely, in my opinion, is, is definitely, I think, known for that. Their season two's kind of falling a little flat. Maybe that's because season one did so well. And so there's expectations are heightened and everything. Um, but I'm trying to think now I can't think of any non-streaming original series that had a eh, season two, but I haven't watched non-streaming stuff in a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like with the way Netflix is, you know, designed, like, like when I, we have Netflix and when I'm, I'm a horror junkie. And so like when I go through and, and look for a horror movie to watch, I will literally skip by anything with a red N in the corner because I do not like how their movies are put together and stuff. They always feel cheesed down and just not very good at all. So, and, and that's not to say I did watch a couple that were actually decent. I've watched a couple Netflix series that were pretty good and I'd like to see more of them. But overall, like the movies and stuff and some of the other series I've seen, I, it's got a red end in it. Unless you can sell me with a good actor in it, I'm probably just skipping right by it, not even giving it a second look. I don't think I've watched any Netflix original movies, so I can't really comment on that. Plenty of series. But yeah, and I think we talked a little bit last time too. It's very hit or miss. And it's, you're going to have that when you have such a, giant streaming service pumping out shows one after the next and I think it was family guy that poked fun at how like everything's greenlit or no maybe it was South Park some animated smarty pants show <laughs> yeah I think it was South Park when they tried to make their own superhero movies and sell it to Netflix yeah and it's like greenlit greenlit everything's greenlit and that's really what it feels like because yeah it's it's does kind of suck to try and weed through some of the um, original content of Netflix. I haven't and checked out like Hulu or any of their original stuff, really. I haven't either. I, we have Amazon Prime, and I was going to give that a shot because Netflix for horror, ugh, just that, or I'm just going to get Shutter here pretty soon. So, because I hear that's really good. And I've so, heard that's amazing for horror fans. So I'm going to give that a shot. I think in the next couple months, start getting into Shutter. So. And my other biggest thing is, is if you're spending more time in the search category than you are actually watching the damn show or movie, you've already lost. You're, yeah. you're already, you've already lost. Yeah. And then it's just like the more streaming service, like if you're truly undecided, first you spend a half an hour going through Netflix then you spend a half an hour going through Hulu, depending how many streaming services you have. And then, you know, like we have Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Disney, HBO. Oof. And then and then our cable is Sling. So a lot of times Timmy kind of defaults back into cable mode and turns Sling on and just picks whatever happens to be on. I'm like, that's so weird. How do you do that? How do you just turn something on and start watching it? <laughs> to be fair, I that's pretty much what I do now. So I don't and I like how you said a half hour. There was one time I literally spent the better part of an hour looking through stuff just on Netflix just like what what is there even to watch mm -hmm. and I at the end of the hour I gave up and popped in a DVD I'd seen 80 times over and I was like oh yeah. This. oh yeah my go-to recently has been uh just Schitt's Creek throw on Schitt's Creek if I can't think of anything else it's a nice comfort watch makes me feel all warm and fuzzy nothing but good stuff happens for the most part if I just want background I go to Hellraiser that's my thing Ah. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love it. I, I just started watching it again last night too. So, or this morning, I should say. Ah, yeah, you are a horror man. So, so should we go? So should we start this Grounded for Life podcast now? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the show is. So my, the sum, my summary is still a great show, still worth a rewatch, still a lot of fun. 
I, I think I've said it every time we record it. I love this family. I love the characters. I love the actors. I hope they're all off doing great, wonderful things. Um, something you can throw on in the background. It's very family friendly, nothing too risque. And I'm glad we got to, we did this for the podcast. I got to sit and rewatch it. I realized that for season five, there were a handful of episodes that I hadn't seen. So that was kind of nice. So I still got some new to me content there. I would rank this show a solid seven. Out of 10? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. IMDb gives it uh, 7.4. And that's out of just over 14,000 volts. So not bad. I mean, especially for a sitcom too. I mean, it's... I mean, there's no overarching story to keep you in it. So if people were watching through the entire se- series, that's not bad for a sitcom for five seasons. No, not at all. Not at all. What about you? What would you rate the series and its rewatchability? I was actually going to say probably 7.8. Mm-hmm. Pretty high. It's, it's it, For a sitcom, especially back in the early 2000s, really, really good. I... Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we kind of shit on season five here a little bit in the, se- in, in the season finale or series finale, but don't let that, if you take one thing away from anything we say throughout these, these conversations, We're and I'm talking shit. to the listener, well, okay, <laughs> take that, yeah, no, okay, so two things, <laughs> but it's, it's don't get bogged down that we shit on season five, it's, it's still a great watch, it, like Jen said, it's, it's family oriented, you can watch this with your kids, and or just, you know, if you want something on in the background, just to kind of listen to it, or you just, it's too cold to go outside, you want to snuggle up on the couch, you'll get, you'll get some good laughs out of it. it. It's a really, really good show. The cast was very, very good. Um, the writing was pretty, was really well done throughout the series overall. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I was going to so- say 7.8. It doesn't quite crack an eight, but no. I don't know that a sitcom necessarily can. Yeah, it's, for me, the only sitcom that I view as just sheer and utter total perfection is Schitt's Creek. And that is a solid 10. But that's not like, that's, that's, not, that's not a grounded for life. And a ground, grounded for life is no Schitt's Creek. I feel like even though they're both sitcoms, they're very different sitcoms. With Schitt's Creek, there there is growth that you see within the characters and a progression and everything. And that kind of sticks with each individual as the as the story progresses and the fact that I believe Dan Levy had in mind just a set number of seasons and and stories to tell also kind of helped keep it from getting to to keep it fresh and entertaining whereas like with with this show because of all the shit in the background between the two different networks and jumbling the episode orders and everything it's I don't think that really helped a whole hell of a lot for this show. No, yeah, I agree. I think it did hurt it, but it wasn't to the point where it was unwatchable. Though. Right, right. But you, you definitely, but you definitely saw, like the continuity errors and some of the writing and stuff like that. Like even we're gonna keep referencing season three with all that. Yeah. Like it, it, it just really felt kind of. I mean, still funny. Actors took it in stride and. And still did great. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, with all the with all the crap going on in the background. I mean, as far as I know, this 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 series is the only one to get canceled mid season, and then still be airing episodes on a on another network. Like this, this is I don't think this has happened before. Not, Not as I far as recall. I can tell. Mm-mm. I mean, there's been shows that have, you know, the cancellation has been announced like after a season has aired and then another network might pick it up and be able to start fresh none of this kind of in between back and forth and rearranging of of episodes and content it's just okay we'll start fresh with a brand new season on a brand new network yeah because there was that issue with fox and and the wb where the wb wanted the episodes but fox says okay but you can't air them in this amount of time or something mm-hmm. like that it was it was just a complete mess so just a mess cool um i guess 
for me, the last thing that uh, I wanted to bring up, because I don't think we've actually brought it up in, uh, in any of our recordings, is that uh, the band Ween wrote the theme song. Yes, the intro and outro. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we brought it up in our season one chat. Well, to be fair, to be I'm going go, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on my damn music soapbox. And I'm not a big say? fan. Of, I am not a big fan of Ween at all. In fact, uh, they can go right to the bin. Oh, so, boom. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my last music snob <laughs> dig in. Timmy and I saw them uh, for one of our anniversaries, 2019. It's right before the world ended. <laughs> we saw them in Milwaukee, and it was awesome. I, I take it it was a free show, right? No, we paid. So you paid you paid a dollar. Money. We paid we paid real monies, actual dollars to go that see them. You guys them. worked for. Yes. You spent time to make money. This and was then a you choice. spent money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then we got t-shirts and a stocking cap and a can koozie. I should have worn my ween shirt. <laughs> I'd have known you hated them. I should have figured yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah. If it if, if if it came out past well, I don't know, 1983, I probably don't like it. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind as we move on to other watches and recordings. Considering um, I was born in 81. Yeah, that doesn't, I never did like the music of the 90s. So not even like the grungy stuff or anything? Nope. No, nope? not a grunge guy. Not a grunge guy. Okay. I do yeah. like heavy metal though. And there are some decent ones out there now but overall no if you like if, steel panther oh god yes love <laughs> yeah just shut up and take my money oh man yeah after this we'll, we'll definitely need to go to like a steel panther show or a ween oh. show no 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 i'll no. just go to steel panther i would i would go to those anytime they're way too fun they are way too funny they are they are i've seen a few of their like uh stuff on youtube looks very entertaining looks oh. like a lot of fun Truly one of the best show bands out, out there. So get your tickets as soon as they're available for Steel Panthers. Not an ad. It yeah, could be. we, we are not paid. Maybe. We are not paid. No, I mean, they could. could be. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I've got for season five of Grounded for Life. Any final thoughts, parting words or anything from you? No, I think I already summed it up with the whole don't let season, don't let us shit on season five deter you from this. No. It's still a great show. I'd recommend it to dang near anybody. Ditto. Well, that'll do it for uh, Josh and I on Grounded for Life. Uh, we will be back. We've already been discussing what we will uh, talk about next. And I'm very excited at some of the things that we have uh, kind of discussed. I can't, I can't word, I can't do words today. Jesus. So, but in the meantime, listeners, uh, thanks for listening as always. And Keep streaming. Bye. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs>